today.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome to SWAT Radio on Friday, July 14th. I am David Gray, along with my good friend and SWAT brother, Brad Sykes. And we are coming to you live from Jacksonville and, of course, are happy, as always, to have you with us. Uh, for the hour and for our final program of this week. I almost did. I almost said, here's David. <laughs> Jeremy kinda, probably doesn't remember, yeah. you know, Johnny Carson. Said, That's right. Here's Johnny. That's right. You have to do the uh, Ed McMahon voice. You are correct, sir. <laughs> remember, I, actually, I'm doing Phil Hartman on the old on Saturday Night Live doing Ed McMahon. That was he did a great impression. Anyway. You have a you have a you have a good memory of those kind of things. I have a good memory for a lot of useless information. That's what I always say. Uh, Kelly will laugh at me and say it really scares me that you can't remember something we talked about three days ago that was important, oh. but you can remember like the jingle to a '70s commercial word for word. Oh, you know, of course, that's, that's actually kinda... so. My wife, uh, curious. Okay, talk about random stuff. Do you remember your very first phone number? Oh, yeah, because it was the, well, I remember the first phone number we had from the time that I have memories, which would have been four or five years old. Right. Yes, I can. But because it was the same number that we had, I grew up in Rockport, Massachusetts, which might as well have been Mayberry RFD <laughs> in a lot of ways. And I we had the same phone number. My parents had the same phone number for probably... 50 plus years the same landline yeah. number yeah yeah well i uh, vicky asked me that the other day and i mean i immediately knew the answer yet i haven't i haven't had to refer to that number in let's see i went to college in 81 so 40 years ago yeah how about that yeah that's pretty i good. still remember that number that's pretty good and i can remember a couple of friends numbers um rockport was such a small town that back in the day and of course we're talking rotary phones right oh of course you Wait, had to use did a you have that long phone. long did, did your parents have those long uh, cords on them we had a phone in the <laughs> kitchen and i think for a long time it was the only phone in the house and it had a long cord you could probably go 50 feet away <laughs> and in high school i used to stretch it into the bathroom which was of course <laughs> off the kitchen where else would it be right you put in old new england houses a, a bathroom right off the kitchen um but i would stretch it into the bathroom shut the door and talk to like my girlfriend and my sisters exactly. years later confessed that they would go into a closet in my parents' bedroom and be able to listen through the wall to oh, me that's good. talking to my girlfriend in the in the bathroom. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I, I, I think I uh, hung a dog on that cord one time. <laughs> yeah, those cords would just dangle yeah. down the ground. And Absolutely. We had a dog that would run around and get tangled up in that Absolutely. nasty looking yeah, thing. Yeah, they were... Uh, but that people don't know what a rotary phone is anymore. Well, you think about all the all the various things that we grew up with, and of course we're we. If, if, if in fact, I had a great talk with my dad today. He's eighty seven. I'd love to have these conversations with him. You know about how different different it was. Think about those those cords, those phone. You know, I was at nothing against masks. Okay, but. Uh, I mean, I'm running. I'm still seeing people wearing masks mm -hmm. outside. I mm -hmm. want to go what where where are you from 
But you think about all the germs that would have been on those old phones. Oh, yeah. Everybody's sharing the same phone. And, and think about pay phones. Oh, exactly. That's another thing You're you don't see anymore. You're spitting on that thing. You don't see a pay phone anymore either. So. This is deep yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, deep, deep, deep stuff. And I'll, I'll end it with this. And in the town I grew up in, you know how you have you have your area code and then you have your three-digit exchange and then the four-digit right. number. Right, Well, the exchange for Rockport, Massachusetts is 546. Back when I was growing up. Not area code. No, not the area code, okay. just the exchange. All you had to dial was the six, not the five and the four. Just the, if you were making a call within Rockport, right. you just dialed six and then the four-digit number after the exchange it's it was like, a simple life yeah <laughs> it's like you know like on the waltons when they would crank the phone and get the telephone switchboard operator anyway. uh, well i think i've told you you know some, those are some of my favorite tv programs you know i'm so disgusted with programs today it, it's uh but go back and watch you some uh you know some some waltons uh well, people will think the Waltons is corny, and, and it is to some degree. But I, I have it. I record it. It's on some, oh yeah, Hallmark or right. cozy TV right. or something like that. And I actually will go back and watch it now. And the first about, five seasons when Richard Thomas was on were pretty good. How so. about Bonanza? Bonanza, sure. Oh, yeah. Love Bonanza. Yeah. Yep. Michael Landon. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think all the other guys that were on there. By the way, <clears throat> do you know when you when those shows come on now? I just noticed this the other day, kind of a sign of the times. Uh, a little. Remember how when we were kids, if you saw a movie coming on, parental discretion is advised. Oh, Ooh, exactly. That was a big deal. Yeah, well, there was smoking I, maybe, in maybe, it. Maybe I can get away with watching this. Actually, it's interesting. No, sorry, go ahead. Well, finish. anyway, if you go back and watch a show now from the fifties or 60s like bonanza or Gunsmoke or something mm -hmm. like that they will put up a little disclaimer that says there are cultural references oh, that, uh, that are no longer applicable or, or that may offend some of our viewers <laughs> now now i think that's valid to some extent from a from things like a like a racial standpoint, right? right? Let's face it. There may be things in those shows that we would all agree are, you know. That were kind of the norm back yeah, then. Yeah, we're the norm, maybe. but we're not right. Right. You know, right. but but I think it extends beyond that oh, yeah. in our culture. Yeah. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so I uh, We were watching some show the other day and uh, it came on, you know how like, um, well, s similar, you know, nowadays you watch a program and it, up in the left-hand corner it'll say, you know, this may have violence or, yeah. or anything. Yeah. yeah, it's like one of the things that's smoking. Yeah, oh yeah, it always says smoking. Like, uh, I mean, how yeah. weird is that? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, like, I know. Like, I, what rock have you been living under that may concern you that smoking yeah. is not good for it, you? It'll say things like, you know, whatever it says. <laughs> right, all the really bad, the lewdness, you know, swearing, bad, offensive language, smoking, and then it will just say peril. <laughs> <laughs> peril. What does that mean? Well, I don't. Anyway. I was thinking about uh, so. Obviously, you you may have heard up talking about local, not local, but national news that the uh, you know the cocaine that was found in the White House they have closed that case you know without without a conclusion exactly saying they couldn't come to a con how how can they not know who had that in the White House the allegedly the most secure building in the world right it couldn't find a fingerprint well I don't know <laughs> yeah it, it, there's hardly a day that goes by I'm not just like seriously <laughs> yeah yeah i think people are just so sick of it and in some ways unfortunately desensitized to it that everybody just goes ah you know 
kind of who cares. Yeah. You know? I think that attitude, and maybe that's the attitude that they want people to have. Right? Oh, I, I, who, 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 no who question. Cares? No, cares? no question. Yeah. I think that's what we're dealing with. And a lot of the things is uh, people are just kind of throwing their hands up and go, well, I guess it's just the world we live in. Yeah. Um, we're just going to move on. I know. But what is it? I, I don't know whose quote it was. It said, uh, uh, oh, I'll think about it in a minute. I'll find it. Yep. Um, but when we do nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's something about good men doing nothing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Somebody will text me and let me know what that <laughs> is. Uh, hey, glad you are tuned in today. And by the way, if you did not catch the interview that Doug did with Phil Johnson yesterday, definitely worth listening to. I think he really shed some light on a number of topics, not the least of which uh, was some of the SBC, Southern Baptist Convention, uh, exiting of about five churches mm. who have chosen to go and ordain women pastors. Um, anyway, I won't get into it. Definitely worth listening to Phil Johnson, who is the um, elder and staff editor for John MacArthur, Dr. John MacArthur. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil's been on SWAT a number of times. Didn't we have and, Phil uh, as the speaker? That, uh, yes, that as a matter of fact, we had a couple yes, years ago yeah, at the training. Yes, yeah. as a matter of fact, we did. I was actually out that year, but okay. uh, yeah, Phil's just—I mean, just the faithfulness of that ministry, grace to yes, you, absolutely. Uh, over the years, been so such a fruitful, fruitful ministry. Yep. But worth listening to. Go back and check it out. Of course, you can go back to SWAT Radio. Look at any of the past broadcasts. You can listen to David and I. You know, we're kind of a Friday. Uh, uh, and I confess, I didn't really get to hear much of you guys this week. We had the uh, we had the grandchildren all week, the th- a three and a five year old, and trying to trying to work and watch them, and it's been a little. So were, were you guys doing like like Doug, like a a poppy camp? Uh, not a not an official poppy camp, um, but we did some camp like activities. I actually took them both. They live right down the street from the St. Johns County golf course that I've mentioned to you. And I Oh, what a shame. My, so I'm, yeah, I'm assuming right. you had to go. Well, my, my five-year-old grandson is obsessed with golf these days, putts in the house all the time, gets up in the morning and doesn't want to watch kids' show, shows anymore. The other morning, my <laughs> son says he's up at 6.30, he's watching the British Masters. So, <laughs> oh, good. You know, any golf on TV, he just wants to see it. So I've taken him a couple times down to that course uh, to the putting green and let them putt a little bit. And we actually hit some chip shots yesterday and it's pretty funny. So we, we had fun, What we had a fun. but it's been a <clears throat> hectic week. So, and I was mentioning to you before we came on, on a more somber note, I, I, uh, you know, been talking about the town I grew up in and, um, in, in a kind of a whimsical and funny way, but got some sad news a week ago that a very good friend of mine from growing up and, Still, still close with him today. Although we don't see each other as much, um, died unexpectedly a week ago Friday, um, a week ago today, I should say. Mm. And uh, so I'll be up there next week and be able to go to his service. And but just thinking about what all the things we've been talking about with the the kingdom gospel and and kind of how it applies here, because this is a situation that, to my knowledge, he wasn't a believer. Yeah. Um, and but but probably would have said that he was a Christian and maybe would have even said that he loved Jesus or believed Mm. in Jesus and carried a, carried a prayer card and things like that in his wallet. And, but, but just not really understanding and grasping the, the, the gospel, like, like we've been presenting it here and like this book presents it in the kingdom gospel, this idea of not just assenting 
and agreeing mm. maybe with who <clears throat> Jesus is, but but following and obeying and well, uh, and surrendering. So. Well, <clears throat> Doug and I've had some good conversation as you, it, you know, we kind of picked up on what you and I were talking about even last Friday and continuing that through this week, really on repentance and, you know, to your point, working through this discipleship gospel. And I was thinking, you and I, before we came on the air, you were sharing the story, you know, of your friend mm -hmm. and the opportunity uh, that even in the last two or three years that God gave you yeah. to to speak into his life. And, I, you know, you wonder, I think a lot of what I've been convicted over is oftentimes sharing an incomplete gospel mm -hmm. and uh, the importance of really learning what is the kingdom gospel. Right. And are we sharing that gospel or are we sharing, as Paul says, a different gospel? Yeah. yeah. Are and we sharing a set of facts that we it, want people to agree it, with? As exactly. The puts it, or are we, I like the part in the book, and I know we'll get into this more about where he talks about presenting Jesus as he really is. Yeah. I mean, presenting him as the Christ. Well, and what, what if you would have known your friend who dropped dead last Friday? What if on Thursday you'd have known that? Hmm. What if you? What if the day before you'd have known? Right. What would What would the urgency be? Yeah. And what would you tell him? Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, uh, listen, just praying a prayer may not be it. Right. You know, there right. there there's got to be an element of uh, repentance yeah. and belief, and yeah. those are really worked together hand in hand. We'll get more into that yeah. today. That's right. And I'm looking forward to it. Well, I appreciate prayers of our listeners for my time up there and just opportunities that I may have. I don't, like I said to you, I don't know if I'll be asked to formally speak or it'll just be a more off-the-cuff type thing at a at a luncheon afterwards, but would appreciate uh, prayers that I'd have the, the boldness and, uh, Amen. and the right words to say. So, Amen. We are going to take our first break here on SWAT Radio. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or a question on anything we've been talking about, um, including your original phone number. And uh, we'll be right back <laughs> after the first break on SWAT Radio. All right. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. 
For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. The Florida Georgia Truth Network. Palatka listens at 91.9. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. Doug McCary is taking his usual Friday off. He's such a slacker. Such a yeah. slacker. <laughs> I hope he's slacking, actually. That, yeah, he should be slacking, and that was meant for you, Doug, if you're listening. Um, but we're back on SWAT Radio, and glad you're with us. We've been, uh, you know, over the last few weeks between uh, Doug and Brad and Brad and I talking about uh, a book called The Discipleship Gospel and also known as The Kingdom Gospel and kind of uh, looking at some of the incomplete or false gospels that are prevalent uh, in churches today uh, as compared with uh, the what the authors are write about here that, that Jesus himself uh, – preached and taught as the gospel and that's where they get the uh the term the kingdom gospel uh specifically because the very first thing jesus said about the gospel is the kingdom of god is at hand and and all the implications of that and what that means and then of course jesus uh proclaiming himself and having that further backed up by other scripture writers uh, that he is the king of, of god's Amen. kingdom yeah and we've been talking about the uh <clears throat> excuse me the uh four uh, declarative statements and the three imperative statements right and um obviously one of those is repent we've been we've been talking a lot about repentance we've been uh doug and i've kind of gone back and forth with quotes that we love and uh you know I, you and i are both reading this book and i've got it highlighted i'm finished with it but i'm wanting to go back over it because i highlighted a lot of different things and anyway i came across this quote by john wesley by the way uh we often promote books and other podcasts so uh if you're if you're not familiar with dr steve lawson i'd love to see if we could get dr lawson on uh he is doing a podcast he's got a regular podcast but he uh he's doing one on uh and i'll have to look it up on what the title of it is but he's talking about uh uh, the old theologians and he he does a whole podcast on jonathan wesley mm. anyway jonathan wesley says this you have nothing to do but to save souls therefore spend and be spent in this work and go not only to those that need you but to those that need you most it is not your business to preach so many times and to take care of this or that society but to save as many souls as you can, to bring as many sinners as you possibly can to repentance. Mm. You know, we we talked convicting, boy. very much so, and and so much of what uh, Doug even talked to Phil Johnson about yesterday was a gospel that's void of repentance, mm. because so many people want to label repentance as a works, mm-hmm. um, when 
you know, you will not repent apart from the Holy Spirit. Right. Uh, so I don't know. It's just kind of a interesting uh, quote there. Absolutely. Because I feel like so we are called to make disciples. And later in the book, as you'll as we'll discuss, not today, is that you know discipleship is linked to evangelism. Mm-hmm. That we are to go evangelize. We're to go make disciples. Yeah. And yeah. part of that, part of that sharing the discipleship gospel is the idea that repentance yeah. has to be a part of it. That's right. And it's to your point and to the author's point, it's it's sharing the full gospel. And, you know, we've said this in here before. Um, in order for there to be good news, which the gospel is, there has to be bad news. Yep. If there was no problem, you know, we talk about kind of one one way of presenting the gospel is to talk about those four points, right? God's original plan, our problem, which is sin, God's solution and savior and king mm-hmm. to that problem, Jesus. But And then fourthly, our response. And, um, you know, if it was just, if there was no problem in point two, hmm. then the news of the gospel would be First of all, it wouldn't have been needed. Right. And secondly, right. it would be just kind of neutral. I mean, it was it, it wouldn't really mean anything. But of course, it means everything because <laughs> the problem does exist. We are separated from God and not just separated. And, and I say that because there are people out there that may think, oh, well, being separated from God, what's so bad about that? Hmm. I can have a good time without, you know, it's kind of the mentality of, you know, that hell's a big party and, mm-hmm. and uh, only the good die young, and I'd rather laugh with the sinners than cry with the saints. No offense to Billy Joel, but right, right? this idea of what our condition really is, yes, a- apart from God saving us, and and that if we don't kind of teach and preach and proclaim the bad news along with the good news, and preach the need for repentance. And and by that, and I know we're going to get into this. We we mean not. And then somebody put this. Maybe you. I think you brought this up last week, which was great. Um, I didn't want to quote it and then not and just say I heard this somewhere and not remember it was you. But this hey, idea. I, I'm, I'm like you always say. I don't know that I have an original thought of my own. I but, probably but plagiarized it, it or something. That it's not. <clears throat> it's not simply turning from bad behavior and trying yeah. to turn to good behavior. It's turning from sin to God. Yeah. Yeah. To God. Well, I, I was thinking about also if, if, if all of a sudden Jeremy came into this studio with a platter, he's got, he's got, you know, it's like, like when you do room service at a hotel, they bring it, it's covered, you know? So he brings that platter in. Does he have that? No, I don't know. Is that one of our services, Jeremy? I'm not sure. I was getting excited there. Sorry, I interrupted you. You ever ever be in a room and start smelling popcorn? You're like, oh, okay. Well, same same idea. He comes walking in. He's got a platter and there are two plates there. You can smell it though. It smells really good. He serves you and you take the lid off that and it's just, salisbury steak not very good mm-hmm. tv dinner yeah he opens mine i got a juicy thick filet little bacon wrap filet now where is your eye going yeah to yours to mine absolutely okay so why is that because i want that mine's more attractive yeah. mine's more satisfying right okay that's the kind of the in a somewhat of a picture of turning from what you're you've got right 
to what God has. Yeah. You will not turn to God if you don't see the beauty of who he is. Yeah. yeah. And we spend so much time in the church discovering our own self, you know, the self-examination. And yes, there is a there's an element there you know it's like we we talk about that the Bible is a mirror. It it certainly reflects who we are. But it does that in in a parallel of who God is. Mm-hmm. That as we as we look into the word of God, what we should be seeing is the beauty of God. Yeah. yeah. And the depravity of man. Yeah. And and Isaiah had it right and Peter had it right. Yes. When they both said Isaiah said it to God or to the angel and, and Peter said it to Jesus, essentially, depart from me because I'm a man of unclean lips. Yes. Yep. And and Isaiah said, I am undone in the presence of God. And that is the attitude. And and God has been so watered down in our culture mm. that he's just, you know, and, and I it drives me crazy and I and I don't want to be picky about no. this because I know there are believers who sometimes just do this. They guys are on TV. I want to thank the man upstairs or the man (laughs) upstairs was watching out for me. Hmm. That's, that's not really the right description. So, but this idea that, that who, who is he really? And who are we? And the, the Isaiah's reaction, I'm undone. I'm done. Is the, is the perfect response. Um, and, and when we, and that's the, 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 the seeming paradox, right, is that when we realize that and admit it, when we're weak, then we're strong. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. It's recognizing that and saying, Lord, I understand my condition apart from you, mm-hmm. and my only hope is for you to save me. Yes, amen. And, and that's the attitude. And that's we can never, to your point, we can never have that attitude on our own. And yet, and, and, and I want to go back for a second. I'm sorry. I'm rambling no, a little good. bit. but but. Going back to your John Wesley quote, I'm convicted. The quote about go to those who need you most. Mm -hmm. I was telling you during the break, I was able to give a little message on the kingdom gospel to a a, a gathering at a a church uh, last weekend. And, and I'm thrilled that I got to do that. And it was some special needs kids and, and families of those kids. And it was great. But when I think about, going to Massachusetts next week to my unbelieving friend's funeral with people that I grew up with and who know my history and talking about the gospel. They're the ones who need it the most. Mm -hmm. It was relatively easy for me to get up in a church setting and talk about the gospel because that's where you're quote unquote supposed to do it. It's easy to share it. Right. But the thought of how am I going to do this? in this setting next week, if I have that opportunity is daunting and, mm. and it's a little frightening and, and I don't want to be like that, but I know I am in my, in my humanness and in my, you know, I, I just, I am. And that's where God has to come in and do it for us or through us. I should say. Well, he's going to do it through you, but I do think there's an element of discipline that God wants us. And this is why we do what we do. Yeah. We, we, we come in here week after week, day after day, and we want to challenge those who are listening to be about God's business, to be about advancing the gospel. Yeah. Well, we're not going to advance the gospel if we're not doing it routinely. In other words, if we're only doing it when we hear, you know, where we think we have opportunity, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're right. I feel the same way, David. I teach every week yeah. and 
you know, I've got no problem staying staying in front standing in front of 30, 40, 50 men and declaring the gospel with with a certain amount of boldness. And that's important. We're not we're not putting that down. Absolutely. Right. That's that's actually fairly easy for yeah. me. Now, it's easy for me because I do it so often. Right. But how often am I doing it to those who need it the most? Yeah. Now convicting. we all need it, yeah. right? Uh, even even those of us who have been regenerated, redeemed, we still need the gospel. But we're we're sanctified. Yeah. But, but doing what you're doing and what we're talking about doing on a regular basis is part of being a disciple. Yes. And the book talks about yep. that. The more we spend time with Jesus and being about the kingdom work, that's how we grow and become yep. more like him. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that, those opportunities Definitely. that come up that aren't quite as comfortable. We are going to take our break at the bottom of the hour here on SWAT Radio uh, for the news, and we hope you'll come back after the break. Give us a call at 844-777-7928. We'd love to hear from you if you have a comment or a question, and we hope you'll come back after the news on SWAT Radio. that a knight was once riding into battle on his horse. He looked down and noticed that his legs were shaking. Shake, will you, he said. You would shake a lot more if you knew where I was going to take you today. Are you scared sometimes? Me too. I suspect that if I knew the future, my legs would shake a lot more. But it's okay. Because we don't ride a horse into the future. We walk with a king who created the future and promised to walk with us. I'm still afraid sometimes, but it's doable when you have friends in high places. I'm Steve Brown. You think about that. Share what you just heard with a friend. Go to youthinkaboutthat.com. Expect some delays because of a multi-vehicle crash on Butler Boulevard westbound at Belford Road. Also, there's an accident on the East Beltway, 295 southbound at St. John's Bluff Road. And there's congestion on I-95 southbound near Atlantic Boulevard. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 78. Saturday will start the weekend partly sunny, high 94. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm A.J. SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, happy to be with you on this Friday afternoon uh, from Jacksonville, Florida. And we are continuing to have a uh, discussion about the book, The Discipleship Gospel, by uh, two guys named Bill Hull and Ben Sobels. Highly recommend it if you are able to get it and read it. And Brad, we're kind of, I know you and Doug have been talking this week, and you and I had started this conversation today about um, repentance as a key aspect of of the gospel that the Bible teaches and that Jesus taught. And I, I love the quote at the beginning that chapter eight of the book is titled repent and believe the gospel. And Dietrich Bonhoeffer is quoted several times in the book. And I know the authors are part of a project, I think called the Bonhoeffer project that 
yeah. that seeks to really proclaim <clears throat> That's correct. the gospel in its entirety. And Bonhoeffer's quote at the beginning that they that they use at the beginning of this chapter is the gospel is protected by the preaching of repentance, which calls sin sin and declares the sinner guilty. That's the bad news we were talking about in the last segment, but mm -hmm. it's an essential aspect of the gospel because if someone doesn't know that they are in this condition, then where's their need for Jesus? Right. Well, and that's the you know that's the beauty aspect that we were talking about mm. in that first segment is right. that <clears throat> if we don't if we don't see the beauty of God, the glory of God, we don't. In, in other words, you know, if our eyes not draw, and, and that's where you know Doug, is, we talked about this week is the the sovereignty of God that it it is not you didn't open your eyes you weren't smart enough I wasn't smart enough <clears throat> I didn't all of a sudden go you know what. I need Jesus. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, nope. Bible's very clear that that doesn't happen with anybody. Yeah, it says that, no one seeks after God. God is the one yeah. who opens the eyes, who opens the ears, who gives life to the dead. You know, we we were dead in the bottom of the ocean. I mean, yeah. as we've talked about with Doug. You know that we weren't uh, we weren't struggling. Yeah, we didn't. Jesus just threw us a life preserver. Yeah, he, we we, we uh, you know we weren't uh, we didn't have uh, we weren't uh, we didn't have the flu right. or COVID. Right, we were dead in our trespasses yeah. and sin. Yeah, well, if you don't see yourself that way, you won't see the good news mm -hmm. of the gospel. Mm -hmm. You won't see the beauty yeah. of Christ. Yeah, and that's a great point. That's why it's so important to understand that doctrine, if you will, of sin and of our condition apart from the grace of God. It, it's a great way to put it. It's not that we were struggling and God helped us get over the finish line. We were dead. Yeah. And and to your point, the Bible uses language like dead in our trespasses. It, in Romans, it talks about count yourselves as those who have been brought from mm -hmm. death to life. Mm -hmm. And any time the Bible talks about darkness to light, it's talking about spiritual death to spiritual life. And and I love the question. And Jack Turpin, uh, who was part of, you know, Doug's board, and he used to talk about this a lot and, and used that illustration about being dead at the bottom of the yeah. ocean, not struggling <clears throat> on the top of it, needing a lifeline, but needing to be brought up and resuscitated and brought back to life. But he said that, uh, you know, dead men can't make choices. And this idea that somehow we gathered all the facts and came to the decision on our own that and made the choice that for Jesus is just not what the Bible teaches. And 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 it's important to understand that because to your point, then we understand better what God has really done for us. Yes. That if we think we had something to do with it, then pride creeps in. This idea that God owes me, right? Well, I believed in him. Well, <laughs> he did it. He did it all when it comes to our salvation. Mm -hmm. Now, now we're talking about following and we're talking about sanctification, right? The idea that we do have a part to play in that mm -hmm. and we, <clears throat> we, we are called to cooperate, but we can only do that because he's regenerated our right. heart, saved us and given us the capability to understand. Yeah, that's it. Jesus said in John 6, uh, 40, 44, uh, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. Right. And I will raise him up on the last day. So 
even even there in that text is that no one can come to Jesus unless the Father who sent me draws him. Mm-hmm. That drawing is the aspect of repentance. It's a turning. It's we're being drawn mm-hmm. to Jesus. Yeah. Um, listen, I again, I wasn't smart enough to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> I was drawn to Christ. Yeah. By the sovereign will and purpose of God. Yeah. And I would say I've, I've, I've used this commentary about my own life in the, in recent years. And that is for a lot of years, I had it, I had it backwards. Hmm. I thought, okay, I need to believe and I need to repent and then God will save me. That's backwards. I can't repent and believe (laughs) unless God regenerates my heart first. So the, the order of things is God saves us. Yeah. God regenerates our hearts. He converts our hearts, if you will, so that we have what the Bible calls now a heart of flesh, not a heart of stone. Yeah. yeah. And now, because he's regenerated our hearts, we can repent. We can understand our condition mm-hmm. and therefore repent. And we can believe without him regenerating our heart and giving us the gift of the Spirit, the Bible's very clear that we're incapable of making that choice for him. And I know, I know that's hard to hear in some ways, maybe for some people yeah. it was hard. I had to really grapple with that. Yeah. I don't have any part in that. Well, no, then what's, then what's the point? Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and, and maybe that's a, that's a question we can answer in another, another broadcast. Well, but I mean, Ro- Romans nine, nine sixteen says, so then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God hmm. who has mercy. Yeah. Listen, yeah. Y- you're, you're, heart that's been regenerated is by the mercy and grace of a loving God mm-hmm. yep. who didn't choose you because you had your act together. <laughs> that's right. You know, it, despite I, that, while I, Christ, while we were yet sinners, Christ died yeah, yeah. for the ungodly. Yeah. Do you see yourself as ungodly? Yeah. And that's the, that's the, the removing of the scales, right. uh, if you will. Right. Um, I, and, 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 in another part of scripture, I don't have it off the top of my head, but it talks about, you know, we know where Jesus talks about, you must be born again to Nicodemus. And then in other parts of the Bible, it talks about we're born of the spirit, not of a, not of a human father's will, if you will, but by the will of the heavenly father. And just Mm. like, just like we had nothing to do really, right? Well, not really. We didn't have anything to do with our human birth in the same way. We don't have anything to do with our spiritual mm-hmm. rebirth, mm-hmm. it comes from God. Yeah. And then we become his child, and then we can start to understand and follow. And I like the fact that the book talks about that's not an, it's an instantaneous process that he saves us and we belong to him, but it's not instantaneous <laughs> <laughs> that we become sanctified and we well, become that's right. like Jesus. Yeah. That's a lifelong yeah. process. I mean, we're it's it, it's immediate that we're sanctified positionally. Yes, correct. but we are not immediately sanctified. Correct. We are justified. Um, yeah, and declared not guilty immediately, and and our sanctification and experience. Yeah, you're right. Positionally, is, is a, we're there. Is a lifelong and experience. Deal. We're not. That's I right. love this. He says uh, our conversion should be marked by repentance and belief, but so should the rest of our lives. Yeah. And I think that's another aspect that as we, as our minds are renewed in the gospel, that we are routinely, regularly 
uh, aware that we are still wrapped in the flesh. I use that term a lot that, you know, on a daily basis, I am reminded that I'm wrapped in the flesh. Like Paul says, the things I want to do, I don't do. Uh, the things I do, I don't want to do. Yeah. And yet I continue to do them. Yeah. And, uh, and let's be clear about that passage in Romans. I know that there, there have been some opinions that Paul maybe wrote that as a description of his life before he was grabbed by Jesus. Uh, that is being written to believers as a believer. And, uh, you know, because he ends it with thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Who will save me? What a wretched man I am. Who will save me from this body of death? Thanks be to God. And and so this idea that, yeah, we're still, we're, and that's where what we were just talking about, the positional yeah. versus the experiential that's comes right. in. Positionally, we are not guilty. We're already, it's the already and the not yet that Amen. the book talks about Amen. too. And uh, I, I know I've mentioned this before, but I just, as I go on, the more this passage means to me, where where Jesus is washing the disciples' feet. And Pete, and you know, it was a menial job. It was a servant's job. And mm-hmm. uh, to use a uh, a little bit of slang, it was literally a crappy job, right? Yeah. Because right. of the tight, what was the animal dung oh, on the roads yeah. and dust and all this. So Peter says to Jesus, knowing who Jesus is, no way are you going to wash my feet. And Jesus says, if you don't let me wash your feet, you don't have any part in me. Mm. And Peter says, well, then wash my head, wash my hands, wash all of me. And Jesus says, you're already clean. Yeah. You don't need a bath. Essentially, he's saying, you just need your feet cleaned up once in a while. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. The positionally, you're already clean yeah, exactly. because of me. But you're walking around in this world. Exactly. And so you need to repent mm-hmm. on a daily basis yeah. to keep that relationship and communication with me and Amen. with my father alive and and vital so we're gonna we'll talk a little more about that when we come back another fast three segments and we're gonna be (laughs) back for the last segment on SWAT radio Uh, I hope you'll come back and uh, finish off the week with us if you'd like to contact SWAT radio the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928 that's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. The Florida Georgia Truth Network in Folkestone at 91.3. 
David Gray and Brad Sykes, glad you're with us here as we finish off the week on SWAT Radio. We we're talking about a lot of uh, kind of deep stuff here. We with are. Hey, b- to the gospel. Before we get into that, I want to get into it. Um, it so remember, I was trying to think of that quote during the first yes. segment, and of all people, Doug sends me the quote. Yes, so of Doug, he does. thank you, brother. Yeah, yeah, Appreciate ab- it. That absolutely. quote was the only thing necessary for evil to succeed is for good men to do nothing mm-hmm. yep. sir edmund burke yep. thank you douglas yep um yep yeah so good good reminder well we, and we want to just i should have mentioned this before the break we always give the phone number but if you want to call about any of these uh topics that we've been talking about especially this idea of how we are regenerated and saved by god and it's all of god and 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 what repentance the role repentance has in the gospel we'd love to hear from you 844-777-7928 is our number here at SWAT Radio. And, you know, uh, Doug, giving you that full quote, you, you know, you think about Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and um, I'll advocate for a book here. If you've never read his biography, by um, it's written by uh, Eric Metaxas. Yeah, so good. It is a <clears throat> tremendously good book. I, I read it several years ago. I need to read it again, honestly. But there's an example of a, a God-fearing man who didn't do nothing, <laughs> who did something right, right. And, and, and played a large role in, in the, in, in the war itself and, and the, and the fight against evil and, and stood up for the truth and, and, and led a church that was, uh, that defied the German state church. I forget what they called the, the, the true church that mm-hmm. Bonhoeffer was part of and led, but, but they stood up against the Nazi influenced state church and continued to declare the truth uh, to the point where Bonhoeffer was was killed in a in a concentration camp. Yeah, it's a, it's a great you, book. Anything you can read on Bonhoeffer is going to be well worth the yeah. time that you spend reading. I got a text from one of our SWAT brothers uh, when I was talking about the food, yeah. <laughs> the the illustration of uh, me having the fillet with the little bacon wrap. You've got a little Salisbury steak over there. Is uh, Romans two four love this or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience not knowing that god's kindness is meant to lead you to Mm, repentance that's right so you think about that illustration i used of the food yeah you're you're just naturally going to be drawn to the beauty or the aroma of a good juicy steak whether the rather than a microwave salisbury steak it's a bad illustration but it in, in light of the world we're living in, do we uh, do we see the kindness of God mm-hmm. that is meant to draw us yeah. a, a, to Him? And and the other passage, and I, I apologize, I, you you may know where it is, but the passage that talks about don't mistake God's kindness for lack of intent to act. Mm. Right, this idea that some just like in the days of of Noah, right. Oh, things things have always gone on the same. This idea of a flood, it's never going to happen. All those decades and decades when Noah was building the ark and then bam, there <laughs> it was. Hmm. And the Bible talks about that, God's kindness and and but don't 
don't get caught up if you're not a believer in thinking, oh, well, things there's have time. always been the same and there's time and, and, and he's really not going to act or judge or, mm. um, but the, the, what we might perceive or some might perceive as slowness, the Bible says, I'm paraphrasing, is God's kindness yes. to allow people to repent yeah. and come to faith because yeah. he doesn't desire the perishing of anybody. Well, it's the kindness of God that, that leads to repentance. Right. That right. We, in that, I'm, I'm trying to even go back, and Doug and I have kind of gone a little, talked about it, our own conversions, mm-hmm. uh, our own um, you know, re- repentance and belief. Yeah that uh, I still remember it vividly yeah. and uh, really being drawn, being having my sin exposed and, and it wasn't, it wasn't exposed necessarily somebody pointing it out to me. Mm-hmm. It was exposed as I heard the gospel mm-hmm. and I realized, yeah, I'm, I'm not a good person. Yeah, right. <laughs> we, we tend to think we're good. Oh yeah. That term is you know? used all the time. People are basically good. Yeah. Well, that's not what the Bible teaches. I think Luke Bryan has a song. <laughs> I believe most people are good. Mm, no, really bad theology. And you know, <laughs> I, I uh, hear you say that about remembering vividly your conversion. I don't. And um, I was brought up in the church, brought up by a Christian mom. My dad became a believer when I was 10. So I don't remember kind of a date and time and point in time, but I certainly, and I think that's probably the experience of a lot of sure, people. And, absolutely. And the book talks about our, our, our process of following Jesus as a journey, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I certainly do can point to times in my life. There never would have been a time where I might've said, I'm, I don't believe in Jesus or I'm not following him. But, but now that I understand better, I can look at times and say, yeah, I, I was not following. Mm. I may have, I may have been the one, that the gospel, the kingdom gospel talks about who said, yeah, I agree with those facts. I think you've mentioned Vicki said she's mm-hmm. had, had that experience. Mm-hmm. I agree with those facts. I believe in Jesus. I believe that he's the son of God. And sometimes I do things that are acts of service or following, but I was doing an awful lot of things that were not obedient. And, and, and I didn't, and I had this attitude of, Okay, I knew they were wrong, and I knew they needed to. Rep- I knew I needed to repent, and I would, but it didn't matter that much if I just continued to do mm. it. And, I was, uh, and, and I'm so <clears throat> convicted about that. Now, now that let me, I'm sorry to cut yeah, you off. No. That, that doesn't mean that I'm out of the woods with all these things right. because hmm. I, you know, you practice sin for so long that. It, it's very difficult. The Bible talks about the sin that so easily entangles. Right? It's so. It's difficult. a bondage. It is a bondage, and. Getting away from it doesn't happen overnight. So we want to be clear that this is not one day I was like this and the next day it never happened again and right. I was all set. It is a process. But you and I have talked about it, that the idea of being grieved over our sin, the direction of life, the recognition, this has got to stop. Yeah. When Jesus said, cut your eye out or cut your hand off mm-hmm. you know that was you know figurative it was for, the severity yeah, of yeah. of sin do whatever it yeah. takes and so that that attitude in me is so much more prevalent now than it used to be but it's it's still a battle and so the need for daily repentance we want to be clear is not we're not regaining we're not losing and regaining our salvation right. every day when we need when we repent we are saved if we belong to him and we are, we are, we will never slip through his hand. He said, 
Yeah, and your works aren't saving you. Correct. Your works are simply the demonstration. That's right. Or there was uh, the the fruit uh, right. of uh, of a life that's ruled yep. by the Lord Jesus. That's that right. makes me think of this this quote by uh, Bill Hull. He says, "True biblical repentance isn't just part of getting saved. It's part of the daily life of a disciple that impacts the entire life of believers." Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've told Doug this. I, I don't think I mentioned this to you, but I've been very convicted in reading this book. That, and I'm thinking back of people, but one one person in particular that I remember him sitting on my sofa, probably a year or two after I'd gotten married, and uh, I shared the gospel with him. Now I shared an incomplete gospel. Yeah, yeah well, so was and, I. And and really, I was I was really trying to get him to pray a prayer mm-hmm. and he did mm-hmm. and interestingly enough now let's go back that was at least 35 years ago i had a conversation with him about two years ago over the phone after his father had passed we haven't talked to each other in 30 years maybe well, 25 years for sure and i end up finding out that his dad died i kind of found him and just in about an hour conversation over the phone I knew he wasn't saved. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to play judge here. Right. I'm just saying there was nothing in that conversation that made me believe that right. there was true repentance right. and salvation. Right. And, uh, you know, I think we've got to be very careful. Yeah. In Matthew 7, Jesus speaks about this. Yeah. Many, many will say to me, Lord, Lord. Interesting, he says that twice. Mm-hmm. Lord, Lord. Yep. Um, Depart from me. I never knew you. Mm. Um, very, very sobering passage. It is, right. and and that to me is is this aspect of evangelism connected with this command that Jesus gave us to go make disciples. Yeah. Well, part of making disciples is evangelizing. That's right. They can't become a disciple unless they hear the truth of the gospel. Right. That's what evangelizing is. It's telling somebody the truth. Yep. It's telling them the gospel, and then. If they believe, you have to believe the gospel in order to become a disciple, right? Yes, <laughs> it's, it's a ne- it's a it's a necessary first step. The, the you know how what does the Bible talks about? How will they believe if they don't hear? Yes, right. So well, so John sixteen ten says <clears throat> when when the Holy Spirit comes, He will convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. And Bill Hull puts, he says, actually. There is a sense in which repentance is the work of the Trinity. God the Father gives the Holy Spirit to energize repentance in us. Kind of going to what you were talking about earlier, which in turn empowers us to follow Jesus. He says, since repentance is the work of God in us, no one can boast about repentance or take credit for repenting or think they are holier Holy, holier than thou because of their repentance. You know, so it, it, it's, the, it's the Holy Spirit that energizes us yep. to repent. Right. So back to this idea, it's the Holy Spirit. It's a gift. It is a gift. The Holy Spirit is even our teacher. Mm. That a, the, the Holy Spirit is working in the heart to give us an ability to see it. Right. Opens and our a, eyes. And it's a full circle, and then he—it's the, he gives us the gift to repent, and when we repent, it keeps us in the right position 
before God. Amen. It keeps us in that relationship is is flowing and opened and restored, and, and it was never broken. We never ceased to be God's children and his family, just like your sons and daughters, you know, you never mm-hmm. seek to be cease being your children. But the relationship can be impacted and affected, and yes. that's why we need to clear things up. Yeah. And, it's, and it's never on God's side. It's always on our always, side. Always, <laughs> absolutely always. And I'm right. kind of draw back and, and conclude our, our time today is that are we so busy in life that we don't see the glory of God? Mm-hmm. You know, Doug and I, a couple of years ago, memorized Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God. The sky mm-hmm. above proclaims his handiwork. And I was thinking of Psalm 119, 18. It says, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Mm. Good prayer to pray before you read the Bible. Amen. Amen. Open our eyes, Lord. Yep. Well, thanks for reading that, Brad. And thanks for listening to everyone out there. We hope you have a great weekend.